Come to our hearts and gift us the remembering. Come to our minds and open our genius. Enlighten us with your presence. Draw back the veils that we may see and hearken the doors to open. That beauty and ecstasy may live in our homes and our hearts more fully. This is our hour of greatest need. We call you through fire and water, through earth and wind, through all that bears your name. We call all your lineage and all your names. Come on to us, come into us, so be it. The Magdalene Manuscript by Tom Kenyon and Judy Zion. I didn't write notes on this book today because I wrote notes on the last two book reviews and I wasn't able to use them. I noticed that reviewing the biblical text, it doesn't make sense to really write any notes because it's just something that just comes to you and you just speak whatever comes to you. It is impossible to like write it down and explain it in that kind of logical way because it's so poetic. These books are just have meaning behind the words and it's up for interpretation so it's a little difficult to write notes on it so forgive me if i am stumbling over my words and stuttering and all that other stuff like that i am just winging this review but i feel like it's so important to speak about this book and more specifically speak about the twin flame journey i know that a lot of women and men go through this process or this this awakening what i have come to recognize it as this awakening along your spiritual journey that you are so much more than you could have ever imagined and a lot of that comes out in this twin flame journey so what is the twin flame journey what i would describe it as is this intense pluto feeling right because they say that relationships are karmic and there's a difference between karmic relationships and twin flame relationships and soulmate relationships but anything that feels so intense where it's literally propelling you forward in your life in your spiritual growth in your your psychic abilities i would say that's a very karmic relationship so separating them into labels it mm, i get it but at the same time i don't but what i think everybody is trying to explain when they try to talk about the twin flame journey is this undeniable what seems like an undeniable connection with another but not on this physical plane it's something that happens inside of you and because it's happening inside of you, it could be extremely confusing. It could seem like you're losing your mind. It could seem like you're making it up. Everybody that experiences this, they question, they really sit down and question themselves and wonder if they're going crazy or not. And there are so many women in particular on the internet trying to find out answers on what this is and i'm gonna try my best to at least calm your mind i can't say that i fully know what this is myself but hopefully this book review will help calm your mind and understand what's really happening here 
And what I want to say the twin flame journey is, is this deep inner knowing, this connection to someone that is ultimately bringing the best out of you by forcing you to look at your worst parts. Where people could get confused is dealing with somebody who is toxic for you rather than dealing with somebody that is reflecting you and forcing you to change. There's a big difference. And just to explain it a little further, a twin flame is not somebody that's abusing you. A twin flame is not somebody that's emotionally abusing you. A twin flame is not someone that makes you feel depressed or low. It's someone who makes you seriously review and look at who you are by bringing up stuff inside of you and ultimately transmuting it and releasing it and propelling you in your life path, in your life path and with your psychic abilities and spiritual abilities. And I'll go even further to say that this phenomena of the twin flame journey is really a catalyst to wake you up, further develop who you are as a spiritual person. And in order to do that, you have to break through that, that logic in your brain. You have to break through that ceiling that we hold as just 3D human beings. It's like this force comes into your life. It can't be explained. It can't be controlled. And that's one of the biggest things. This feeling is something that feels out of your control. And for a lot of people, that tends to frustrate them. And it frustrates them because it's um it's a mind game that's really going on, right? A lot of the time, they describe this process as a separation among the twin flames where they're, they're not together physically. Like so many people experience this and they may have met the person one or two times, but have this passionate burning desire for them. What I say about this burning desire, the way you could really tell from the rest of different type of relationships is that this burning desire only grows with time. It doesn't fizzle out. Absence makes the heart grow fonder in this type of relationship. If any of these symptoms are hitting you, this is for you. I am talking about the twin flame journey and all the woes that come with it. It's um, a beautiful process of getting to know yourself. And if there's anything that's a takeaway for me from reading this book, personal experiences is that we are truly divine and the things that help us grow are <laughs> unbelievable. People call it tw twin flames. I will call this like Pluto energy because Pluto does something where it leaves you empty, but it refills you at the same time. It gives you hope. You see the meaning behind it. it it's karm is very karmic. Where say a, a Saturn energy is something where you'll just never know. Something effed up really happened and you just have to accept it and move on. Very like 3D, life isn't fair. But with this intense energy, this plutonic, I would say it's the, this plutonic energy that forces you to look at situations or this specific person, look at them as your mirror and ultimately transform your life. And that is... Wow. So that is my rant on what I feel like 
truly happens when you experience this twin flame journey it is ultimately about yourself and i know so many people get confused along the way because it is really something that you just can't describe you feel so intense for this person that it brings out the animal in you and that's really important to say here too because you see parts of yourself that you wouldn't even believe comes from you when you experience this the good the bad the ugly but ultimately the way to know is are you growing are you getting closer to your life path do you feel more connected with god or whoever you believe the divine to be are you feeling more connected with yourself you know is it growing pains or is it blocking you keeping you stuck and in a depressed state or do you feel depleted right because a lot of people give themselves reasons to stay in toxic abusive situations or a situation where someone's neglecting you or clearly has no interest in you or in your growth right and you use that to stay in a relationship due to deep-seated wounds and we've all been there and as a matter of fact they say that you usually get out of a, a truly karmic situation before you meet your twin flame so i just want to make sure that that there's nobody out there that's mistaking an abusive or for a twin flame experience because there's just no room for any of that when it comes to something so divine and if anything it's all about you fighting internally those inner demons within yourself and breaking through that the mind right and ultimately forcing yourself to go back in your heart and i want to talk about this because it talks about so many healing remedies which i'm gonna call it um so many healing remedies for getting back to center and focusing on what really matters in this whole process and that is you the most important person in this whole thing is you so never mind being fixated on someone outside of yourself my advice is to look within and love on yourself and give that energy to yourself and if you're not with that person physically you know and there's really no telling if you'll ever be it's all about you coming back to your center your divine energy understanding who you are making sure that what's inside is reflecting what's outside right that's a part of the process that's a part of any growing process but there are ways that you could get back to your center and not have your whole life wrapped around this twin flame this twin flame situation um i just want to say that if you're out there constantly seeking tarot cards for answers and tarot readers for answers that is not the way at all if anything i would recommend you seriously researching what this situation really is what it means to you go into your heart space really think are you in a toxic situation or are you truly in this twin flame destined situation because 
Um, there are more that are waking up. I truly believe it as a spiritual being. We have been ascending on, on now I'm just getting really like holy, but we have been really ascending. Like I've been spending almost a lot of time, just more than usual in spiritual practice. Like I've been a devotee when it comes to my spiritual practice and I feel like I've been growing so much and now is the time to really go within and focus on yourself and really flow into where we're supposed to be going because there's no one else that could get you there but you. So focus on yourself, find your center and give all that love to yourself. If it's really truly directed at a, a, a particular person, especially if that person is not showing up in your life, that's counterproductive for you and your spiritual journey and this twin flame journey possibly if you're truly on one. So I just want to say that and I want to introduce Mary Magdalene and her her twin flame journey with Jesus as we all know him by. It really explains that and like I said this book was channeled you know take it with a grain of salt just like any other biblical test text or sacred text you know the key to getting what you need out of these texts is to really keep an open mind because if you notice something about all these ancient texts it's it seems over exaggerated to us right and it has a, a certain style of the way it's written and i feel like the reason why they're usually so like fantastical is because maybe they're exaggerating certain points so we as human beings could get it <laughs> so just keep that in mind when you're reading these books especially like the last two that i reviewed just a note to keep that all in mind it's something that resonates inside like we explain the symbols in the emerald tablets it's something that you recognize through universal consciousness and it hits you in a different way than it would hit somebody else. So just keep that in mind when you're reading this book. But in the beginning, it talks about Mary's story, Mary Magdalene's story with her relationship with Jesus and how sacred, sacred it was. And my biggest takeaway from the book is that from the perspective of Mary and the sacred relationship, appreciation and love was so important it really seemed like she was explaining i'm so sorry my neighborhood is so loud today i don't know but it seems like she was really explaining that touch and the spiritual connection with someone is so much deeper than the physical the actual penetration and that's what i really took away from this book and i resonated with that and i know that to be true in my heart because i don't know if it's just a woman thing i know it couldn't be a woman thing but i know that men and women operate differently we're physically different although we do have both in us and this is the reason why this breakthrough is so difficult usually because we're getting to know that masculine side we're getting to know that feminine side that opposite side to ourselves i notice in relationships that one of the biggest miscommunications in a relationship is that that spiritual connection do you guys believe in the same things you know are you able to have conversations are you able to be truthful we tend to just bury our shadow in relationships and only show 
what we know is acceptable and in this book she really explains that that is there's no way that you could really master a sacred relationship if you are not okay and accepting of both sides, you know, that, that light and that darkness within yourself. And if you're not able to look at it, acknowledge it, and ultimately transmute that with your partner. And it also explains that you guys feed off of each other, you know, kind of like the yin and yang, you guys are giving energy to each other with this this process and i don't believe for one second that it's just only about the women giving to the man i look at it more as the yin yang symbol where we're morphing each other and and feeding each other and essentially are each other we are one right and this is what mary was explaining with her relationship with jesus is that they were truly connected they were they were truly one and because of that they were able to to develop the spirituality within themselves that ascended them to to higher psychic abilities to just miracles what we would describe on this physical plane as miracles because our laws our laws on earth would not be able to describe the phenomena that takes place when you, when you break through that mental ceiling that mental glass so to say um, a lot of the things that we are reading now in these biblical books are things that cannot be explained with logic. And the twin flame journey is something that cannot be explained with logic. It was just a beautiful message. I never agreed with a church just taking someone's story out because you deemed her as a whore or something like that. We don't know the truth of the Mary Magdalene story, right? But what i can say from reading this book is that i was really tapped into this book and not only that i noticed a lot of synchronicities when reading this book i started reading it on the gemini lunar eclipse right november 30th and in the book one of the first dates in this book is an important date and she mentions november 30th also i always wake up usually at five o'clock in the morning and I would just go and pick up the book and it was just very romanticized. Everything that I was doing, every time I would read the book, I would make myself some tea. I would sit by the fireplace and that is something in particular that I noticed. I would not read this book under anything other than natural light. Like I would go to the fireplace and read it under the fireplace light. I would light a candle and read it under candlelight. The sun would be out in the morning and I would be reading it with the sunlight. So that's just something really important to mention as well. It felt very sacred to me when I was reading this. Yes, um, I have questions, of course. You're always supposed to question what you read um, and I think that reading books is a way to expand or just invoke your own intelligence so you are able to break through that ceiling. Um, so this, this is why I love books so much. I feel like I grow every time I finish reading a book. But her story was extremely important. She specifically talks about the sex that her and Jesus engaged in and how nutritious it was for her and him 
and for his afterlife and for their physical bodies as well and how it really enlightened them and was able to shine a light among others, the other prophets or whatever, how Jesus was able to teach and share. And it was because of this dynamic with this sacred woman, this, this energy, the masculine and feminine coming in together. So I felt that her story was beautiful. I feel like I love how they break it down into cultures from all over the world, right? Because I think that's the thing that's so enlightening about life is that we think that we're so different from everybody and we close ourselves off these parts of us that we're, we're so ashamed about. But you realize that everybody has a similar story and everybody is going through those quote-unquote bad things, those bad situations in life just like you and there's really and truly nothing to be ashamed of and every culture breaks this down um there's so many cultures that practice this sacred energy right it talks about the sh the chakras and it talks about egyptian magic and horus and it talks about taoism it talks about yin yang it talks about all these ways that you bring up this this sacred energy within yourself and how you are able to just make yourself more powerful, more spiritual, more in tune with that universal universal consciousness. And I really love that part. I really appreciate Tom's part, as I said. And the reason why I appreciate it is because it describes it, this whole thing as a spiritual journey as well, awake, awakening your soul um, from another. And that's, that's exactly what's happening. You're awakening within yourself from, from another. And whether that is you projecting it on another or that's truly the case, this person is truly your f twin flame. It's just also beautiful, you know, how we discover ourselves. So it goes into all of that. It goes into ways you could engage in sex with your partner or with yourself to stimulate yourself and empower yourself and i feel like that is beautiful and it is it shouldn't be taboo to talk about because we know that sex is the driving force sex is the creator it's in every culture in china they call it the dragon energy and dra what is dragon energy dragon energy is sperm it is <laughs> You know, so the fact that we're so shy to talk about sex and what it really means is um, a little ridiculous and we need to grow out of that. But sex can be so healing to the soul and to the heart and to, and to your wounds. You know, we go through so many traumatic experiences in life, especially as a woman. And I really appreciate Judy sharing her story because as you're reading it, you, I can't even lie. As I read it, I'm just like judging her kind of low key while I'm reading it. But at the same time, if I was to tell my love story, it's so ridiculous and traumatic and just a lot and heavy. And like I said, a lot of Pluto energy that how could you judge? Because we all go through the same, well, not the same, but similar situations in life. So 
that was really humbling and beautiful we're just all so like we're just so complex it's um really amazing and it makes me question all the things that we have you know health-wise gotten wrong like how we diagnose people you know mentally with mental health and stuff like that we need to take a look at the whole body the spiritual person as well and understand what's really happening there so all that was just such an eye-opener for me i truly truly love this book um i would recommend anyone who resonates with this really understand or practice this with your partner just if anything get to know yourself sexually you know get to know what you like what you don't like what makes you feel comfortable what makes you feel good from your partner love languages are usually not the same and we tend to love people the way we want to be loved but understanding what makes them tick and their triggers and their wounds so you guys can heal each other and love each other and if you don't have a partner or you're just trying to figure out what's going on with you it's the same thing but just with yourself get to know yourself what do you like you know we are taught a lot of things about sexuality that just aren't true and we have to unlearn that we have to get comfortable with ourselves and our sexuality and that's nothing to be shy of or ashamed of um it's something that should empower you and make you feel good so that is the magdalene manuscript um i really enjoyed it and i hope you guys do too <clears throat> i don't know why i'm getting like hoarse now but i really enjoyed it and i hope you guys do too the next book that we're going to read is, I was thinking the Zohar, but it's kind of similar to this. Basically, there are so many scripts that talk about this ancient phenomena of the twin flame journey. Um, there are so many different cultures that explain it in different ways, and it just all brings it back to this, this masculine and feminine energy that are just at the center of their their own universe and are able to impact and affect people and they're usually put on pedestals like Jesus like at the God level but we all know now that we are God bodied and we are capable to bring out these I don't know God-like creations within us and ourselves and just understand what this is all about and that's love <laughs> it's all about love no matter how we want to put it so next week we are going to read the book of enoch next week or the week after we are going to read the book of enoch i recorded this early because it was fresh on my mind and i didn't want to wait till friday to record it because i want to move on to another book but we'll talk about that book later We'll probably switch it up during January, but for December, I want to read, you know, kind of like scripture and biblical texts, and then we'll figure out what other books we're going to review later on. But if I don't get on here next week, 
and review the book of Enoch. I'll get on here next week and talk about everything that's been going on in life because it's been a lot. And I feel like everyone's being spiritually guided to go inward so they could figure out what to do on the outside. And with all these books, it's all about the balance, right? Sometimes we get so out of whack where we're focusing on the spiritual plane so much that we lose sight of, you know, what's going on here. And being able to ground ourselves while engaging and experiencing this beautiful, beautiful relationship to God, um, it's all about balance. And I've been learning that as well, too. Sometimes I focus too much on the practical and other times I'm up in space. And Sagittarius season, of course, is just like, here, here's the formula. You got to do a little bit of both. When, you, when you're forcing too much on the physical plane, nothing, you can't make anything out of it. And the same thing when you're just up in space, there's just not much you could do with it. But when you're able to balance and bring that together is when creation happens and that's with everything in your life if you're forcing you know too much i really learned that we all have a little bit of predator in us from reading this book and from also just understanding what it means to have pluto in the eighth house but that is a whole other topic that i definitely want to get into the pluto generation that the people that have Pluto in their eighth house, what is it, 1983 to 1995, we have a lot of trauma. We have a lot of traumatic things that we have to work through. And I'm just going to give a breakdown of Pluto in the eighth house probably next week. And then we'll get into our book review on Enoch. So that is that, guys. I'm happy I'm able to get something out early for you guys because I've been late, but I've really been like a hermit, just really taking in all this, this knowledge that I've been getting from God. So I love you. I hope everything's going well, and I hope you are able to maintain the balance in your lives and get back to center. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.